Well, I have come to believe that there are two kinds of people in the world. People that like directions and people that don't. Now I know perhaps that's a bit too simplistic, but I'm a simple girl uh, and I'm curious what kind of person you are. When you get into the car, do you like turn-by-turn -turn instructions or are you just kind of a rogue traveler and you'll get there when you get there? For me, uh, if it's a place that I have been to many times, I usually just follow my memory. Uh, but if I've never been there, you better believe I am beyond obedient to Google Maps. I follow every instruction given to me. And I don't know about you, but I have found myself thinking many times over the past few months, I just wish I had a Google Map to give me turn-by-turn -turn directions on how to navigate all of the unknowns in this season. But if I'm honest, part of the problem is that even the destination feels unknown these days. A, a few weeks ago, uh, someone actually asked a question on Instagram that said, what are you rethinking in your life right now? And it was amazing to see how many people are rethinking everything. They're rethinking jobs and relationships. They're rethinking Chicago, and it's not even winter right now. They're rethinking their purpose. And our world is walking through a collective season of rethinking what we thought we once knew. And many of us were unsure on the destination of where we want to be. And I wonder, how do you know where to go when everything feels so unknown. It's a question I think that we have all been asking somewhere within our consciousness. In the middle of the unknowns, there are actually some things that we know happen to us. In fact, the science on what happens to a person when they feel unsure or in the dark or experiencing a sense of fear, the body knows what to do. If the unknown feels threatening in any way, your nervous system actually responds by releasing a flood of stress hormones, including adrenaline and cortisol, which rouse the body towards an emergency action. Your heart pounds faster and muscles tighten. The blood pressure rises and, and your breath quickens and your senses become sharper. Now, let's tell the truth. Has anyone had any of these experiences over the course of the last seven months? I know I have. And if you feel any degree of uncomfortability with the unknown, you will go to old patterns that feel known. Maybe for you, it's patterns of avoidance or, or patterns of worry. Maybe for you, it's patterns of isolation or patterns of self-medicating, but there is a part of us that just wants the unknowns to be gone. But I'm reminded that unknowns are actually a part of this life. It says in Ecclesiastes 3.1 that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. That means that this season of unknowns, God can and will use in our lives if we're open to it and we welcome it. And the reason I know that is because God never wastes a thing. 
God uses everything, everything under heaven, even the unknowns for our transformation. And I've started to get curious about this season. And I wonder if God might use this season for us to unlearn where we go when we handle the unknowns. Now, while the future may be out of our hands, and by the way, it was out of our hands before we were in a global pandemic, the future is not out of the hands of our faithful and trustworthy God. And for just a moment, I actually wanna look at an example of some people facing significant unknowns and how they navigated the unexpected. It's actually recorded in the book of Joshua. And to give you a little bit of context of this story, uh, Moses had just passed the baton of leadership to Joshua. And the Israelites had been wandering in the desert for 40 years. Uh, they had a lot of ups and downs, lots of unknowns, and, and they came upon the Jordan River. Now, they didn't know this, but their journey was almost over because just beyond the Jordan River was the promised land, the unknown land that they had been searching for. And as they got to the Jordan River, Joshua and the Israelites, they set up camp by the stream and they waited for God's direction. Now they had never been here before. Uh, and I imagine in some ways they were probably flooded with memories from when they stood at the Red Sea as they fled Egypt and the way across was unknown. They had to wait on God then and here they were again waiting on God to make a way in the unknown. Now this is what it says in Joshua 3, 1. Early in the morning, Joshua and all of the Israelites set out from Shittim and they went to Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a safe distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark and do not go near it. Now, I'm sure you can picture this scene. It's this huge camp of people. There are tents and adults, there's kids, there's probably late night s'mores, uh, but this was a new campsite for everyone. And in verse four, it says, you have never been this way before. This was new territory. They didn't have some kind of stored map to use at this moment. And to get to where they wanted to be, they had to get across a river. And it was unclear how they were going to get across. And they were given very specific directions on how to proceed. The instructions were actually about how closely to follow the ark how close they needed to be within the presence of God. It says that they needed to be 2,000 cubits, which was about 3,000 feet or, or 900 meters. And without this specific instruction, 
the people, they could have chosen a totally different way to go across. They could have crowded the ark or, or gotten too far away from the ark. But God wanted every person to be able to see his presence. He wanted them to see his presence faithfully leading them through the unknown valley and across the Jordan. He wanted them to see with their own eyes that they were not alone in the unknown. Now, what is so amazing to me about this moment is that there were no directions on the specific route to the final destination. There were no directions on what part of the river was more shallow. There were only directions on what to look at while crossing. That they were to keep their eyes on the presence of God. It wasn't about where they were going, but how God wanted them to go. You see, I believe that God understands our fear of the unknown. He realizes we have never been in this situation or this season before. And I sense God is collectively saying to each of us what he says in Joshua 3, 4, you have never been this way before. And as we have never been this way before, I wonder if one of the things that God wants to shift in our lives is how we go through this season. And I wonder, will your go-to patterns help you go where God wants you to go? Will the ways you have navigated the unknown before help you get through this current season of unknowns? Or could it be that God wants to help you look to some new patterns to go to? Because we all go somewhere in seasons of uncertainty. And what if what God wants to do in us is give us a new way to go through the unknowns of this life? Because one thing that I can promise you, this will not be the last season that you walk through where you come face to face with the unknown. One of the most important realities to accept and actually make peace with in this life is that there will be unknowns. But God invites us to go through looking at something very different than just the destination. You know, the Israelites are a picture of just how unpredictable life can be. And I love what Joshua invited the Israelites to do. He invited them to resist the go-to patterns of fear the go-to patterns of avoidance or isolation, to resist the temptation to control how to get to the final destination and to instead keep their focus, to keep the direction of their sight on God rather than all of the events surrounding them. And one of the things I have always promised myself as one of your pastors, is to offer my honest and vulnerable self to this church. And you know, sadly, there is a tension that pastors often give into. And it's this unspoken pressure to always try and find a bow at the end of every story. 
to, to try to give a spiritual answer to every difficult question. And while I want you to hear me say without a doubt, my trust and my hope is in Jesus, it always has and it always will be. It does not mean that I don't struggle with the same things that you struggle with. This season of unknowns has been beyond challenging for me. With transitions that I didn't see coming, a move to new schools for our kids that were not anticipated, there have been times I found myself more concerned with the destination and just getting to the other side than the direction of my focus as I go through the journey. And God has been doing a new awakening in me, reminding me that direction is more important than destination when it comes to following God. And I wonder, what if this season was a great awakening for us, for you, to unlearn some of the things that we have learned to go to when we walk through the valley of the unknown? What if this season is about us unlearning the unhealthy habits that cause us to crave answers about the destination and instead refocus the direction of what, and, and perhaps even more importantly, who we are looking at along the way? What if all of this gets us to look more closely at the promises and the presence of God? Because what I'm experiencing and what I'm being reminded of is that who you look to in the unknown will determine how you get through the unknown. So I'm learning to actually welcome the unknown and in the midst of it to remember that all I do know about God, that God is faithful, He always has been and He always will be. God is kind and loving God is gracious to us. He's all-knowing. He's not surprised by this pandemic. He is a good God and He is present with us. God has not gotten us this far to only bring us this far. And I wonder today, who are you looking to in this season of unknowns? You see, I believe God may be calling us as a church to go to places we have never gone before. And as we gather in new ways and, and grow in new ways, I believe we are going to be called to go in all new ways. And we could just sit and wait this out. Or we could intentionally reimagine all the ways that we go and actually be the church like never before and become the kinds of people that God desperately is inviting us to be. And maybe for you, you need to intentionally go and do things that you have never done before to create new practices, to maybe serve in ways that you've never served before. Maybe to come alongside of our, our brand new Justice Center. You know, we have lawyers and paralegals who are offering support to those navigating a season of distress. Maybe it's you, you decide to serve as a table host at one of our Transformation Path courses as you lean in and hold space for people that are taking intentional steps in their spiritual journey. 
Maybe it's on our prayer team or, or through Meals of Hope or, or our care team. Maybe it's something simple, just like shepherding second and third graders in our new Club 23, or, or packing meals with our, our hope for the holidays, or, or serving at our totally reimagined Christmas store later this season. But creating new go-to ways to navigate the unknown, it takes our focus off all we don't know, and it puts it on all that we do know. You see, direction is more important than destination when it comes to following God. You know, welcoming the unknown helps to actually make peace with the unknown. And one of the ways I have been practicing that in a tangible way is by praying the welcoming prayer. And I want to pray it for you right now and invite you this week to find a time each day to pray this prayer as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen.